You're listening to Hutton Orbital Radio News Digest. Good evening, I'm reporting from the civilian installation above Planet One of HIP 23759. Earlier this week, Canon Interstellar's megaship, the Gnosis, crashed into the installation run by the Xeno Research Group. Fortunately, the megaship managed to miss much of the structure, but got itself wedged inextricably and was only freed this morning just in time to make its jump to Sinuf NU-M D8-99. Some believe that the crash was a deliberate attack on the rival science organisation, the Xena Research Group. Some believe that they were low on gin and desperate to get to the many entertainments on offer at the installation, while others simply think they were asleep at the wheel. LCU, no fool like one, has agreed to make a statement on behalf of Canon Interstellar. LCU, what can you tell us? I'm pleased to say that the Gnosis is on its way. We tried everything to get it shifted. Del Monte's oil, Star Beaver's special butter. In the end, we covered it in washing up liquid, and after a bit of wiggling to and forth, we were able to free it up. Yes, we can see that it's gone. But what can you tell us about the accident? Oh yes, it's very regrettable. But fortunately nobody was seriously injured. No use crying over spilled milk, eh? Come join us at Cineurf and we can give you an all-expenses-paid visit to the brain trees. I think what our listeners want to know is how this accident happened. Oh, you know, accidents happen. Boys will be boys. The public deserve to know the truth. Very well. Our newest member of the Canon Council, Commander Classic, was most insistent that he should have a turn at piloting the Gnosis. Was he? I advised against it, but he was so insistent that we let him have a go, and before we knew what was happening, the ship had wedged itself into the installation. So, that's your story? If you ask me, I think he'd been drinking, probably asleep at the wheel. I've heard that it was your incompetence that led to the crash. I don't recall being on the bridge that day. In fact, I believe I was at the Woking Pizza Express. Well, we've acquired a leaked recording of the events of that day. Oh. Let's have a listen, shall we? Wake up! Wake up! What? Oh, my gin! What's the meaning of this, Paolo? I told you there was a problem with that orbit you plotted. I told you not to question my orders. Well, it looks like we're heading straight for something in our orbit and we don't have enough Delta V to get out of the way. Get out of my way. I can deal with this. This is the commander of the Gnosis Megaship, calling the vessel in orbit of Planet One. Please move to a new orbit immediately as we're coming in. No, you move. I beg your pardon. I repeat. This is the Canon megaship, the Gnosis. We're approaching your orbit and you need to move immediately. Gnosis megaship, please change your course. Listen, you jumped up, little woman. This is a Gnosis megaship of the Canon Interstellar Research Group. You have 35 million tons of indium, computer components and tea rapidly approaching your orbit. I suggest you start your engines and get out of the way immediately. Jumped up, little woman, indeed. This is a civilian orbital installation. We don't have any engines. I suggest you move out of the way. Oh, bugger. Who am I talking to? Um, Classic. Commander Classic. Paolo, fetch Commander Classic, quick as you can. Uh, P-1, 
Please stand by. Permission to dock? No, you don't have permission to dock. So get that heap of crap out of here. Ah, Commander Classic. So glad you could join us. What's going on, eh, bird? As the newest member of the Council, you have the privilege, indeed the honour, of piloting the Gnosis into orbit. Are you sure? I've never flown anything about this big before. I've never been more sure of anything in my life. Please, take the seat. Proximity alert. What's going on? I just sat Brace down. for impact. Brace. 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 have it. It seems that this accident was in fact your fault. Nonsense. You can quite clearly hear that Classic was in the pilot's chair at the time of the accident and I am entirely blameless. He was only in the chair for a second. It's amazing how quickly that man can mess things up. You were snoring in the pilot's chair just before the accident. That's simply not true. I have a, uh, um, a medical condition. Ever since the bubble invasion by the Thargoids, I've been unable to snore, so it couldn't have been me. You set the course. It's your fault that the ship crashed. This is fake news. The interview is over. Powell O, how many people will we have to dose with Hexedit to make them forget this? There can't be more than a dozen people listening to that station. I can still hear you, you fool. What? I thought I hung up on you. Our mics are live. Good evening, everyone. That was a special report from our raving reporter, Commander Wotherspoon, assisted by various interrelated ne'er-do-wells. I'm your host for this evening, Harry Boltek, and I'm joined by our stalwart band of presenters, the staunch Normus Knockers. Good evening, everyone. The steadfast Wilma Fingerdo. Thank you, Harry. Good evening, all. And he really should be committed loose knockers thank you i think no hang on that means time for some news nomination hesitation consternation declaration application obligation desperation situation supplication voyager of the damned lose sorry again no i'm not Rocket Socket causes Phantom Tantrum. Trucker responsible for delivery. Dead dudes drive drinkers to Lally. Atrus5060 is excited. Poor old Lou hasn't got a clue. And Norma tells us who was fonder of the Golconda.
The galaxy has been rocked to its very core this week when a scandal was revealed. Not the usual political scandal where someone claims they'll keep Cubicle 3 fully operational just minutes before telling Floor Mopping Guy to close it for the duration, but something far, far more serious. With only three days left, it appears that there are still truckers who have not gone to nominations.forthemug.com and submitted the names of the commanders who deserve to be nominated for the Muggies Awards. This must be remedied, and remedied now. You'll need to vote tactically to stop Flossie winning in every category. And that's as maybe. But it doesn't stop this being something you should all do. Your galaxy needs you. Needs you to submit the names of those unsung heroes, the pilots whose deeds deserve to be rewarded by the acknowledgement of their peers and by gaining a splendid award to boot. Sorry, not to boot, to keep. There are categories related to distance travelled, bounties gained, etc. And those will be needed to be automatically decided from the data gathered by the Hutton Helper. Where the organisers need your help is with the following categories. And don't be intimidated or think I haven't got time to enter someone for all of those, because you don't need to fill them all in if you don't have someone to nominate for a particular category. The categories are... Jumper of the Year Explorer of the Year Naughty Trucker of the Year Passenger Transporter of the Year Minor of the Year Mistake of the Year Helpful Trucker Award Alvin D for Charitable Trucker Award Sargoy's Killer of the Year Combat Pilot of the Year Lifetime Award Creator of the Year Book Naked Rebuy Award Sun Smasher of the Year Mission Runner of the Year Trader of the Year The Trucker's Choice Award Trucker of the Year The awards will be announced live on the first Hutton Orbital Radio News of 3306 on January the 2nd but the list of nominations closes on December the 1st that's this Sunday so if you're listening to the podcast of this show on Monday or later and think I know, I'll submit my nominations now hang your head because you should have done so earlier if you want to see who's been nominated so far, then go to nominations.forthemug.com slash nominees.php or tinyurl.com slash mugnominees. After the nominations are closed, they'll be whittled down to a maximum of four per category. Then there will be a blind vote, but it should be noted that apart from the Tucker's Choice Award, the Academy, or Muggers as they style themselves, reserve the right to have the final say. And why not? They've done all the work of the work to create the event. Go to nominations.forthemug.com there's a simple form to fill in with the list of categories and even a place for you to suggest a new category if you think that they've missed one. Do it. Go to that address right now so that you don't forget. But don't start filling out the form until the next tune. This show is hard enough to understand when you're paying full attention. Goodness knows what it'd be like if you tried to multitask. As previewed on last week's radio show, King Hotbox visited the Cradle of Humanity on a Return to Soul event earlier this week. The team spent an inordinate amount of time mooching around Daedalus. They claim that we're working on our TAMs, but the smart money 
is on this being down to artistic differences as they could not decide the best order to place their ships for a photograph that they feared is obligatory. Eventually, they managed to work out an acceptable format, took their selfie and headed for Earth for yet more photos. To be fair to them, that was one of the points of the event. Over what, millennia ago, was the UK and the USA? Commander Rampage 737 was very pleased to point out that the area that used to be Yorkshire, where he said all intelligent life began, we think that in case the migration may have started early, the decrepit, sorry, intrepid pilots then turned their noses for deep space, made their ships do the same and set off towards an ancient probe to make amends after a previous visit. We're sad to report that Commander Venezia, while serenading his co-pilot with an ancient Joe Pasquale classic, I know a song that will get on your nerves, hit Voyager 2 square on its nameplate. It now reads Vija. Apparently, Commander Rampage 737 was enjoying a tasty dish of chicken balls. Commander Shoreside Customs helpfully remarked they must be very small. Commander Rampage 737, after much head-scratching, is still trying to work that one out. A limpet has been dispatched with a diagram to explain. Hutton Orbital Incident Report Date of Incident 22nd November 3305 Location Hill Pass C Type of Incident Accidental System Conquest Reporting Officer Mia Harkness Tonight I would like to apologise to the lovely people of Hill Pass C for the accidental and unauthorised regime change in their home system. Alvin was very clear Do not take over Hill Pass C he said It already has a player faction he said but no, somebody out there just couldn't help themselves. We have been the second player faction in the system for some time now, and everything's been lovely. Then an unfortunate series of events led to Hutton gaining influence, while Crimson States had issues in their other system, which led to them losing influence. Before we knew it, we were in a war for control of the system. Louis Snockers was assigned to oversee things and make sure the balance of power was restored. He watched the Hutton Helper dailies, made news announcements and managed Hutton anti-propaganda in the system. But then he took his eye off the ball for just a second to recover from a particularly harrowing episode of Spongebob Squarepants. It's called Nasty Patty. And a nameless someone or someone's moved in and swung it our way. Extensive investigation of Hutton Helper shows that the transgressors are not Hutton truckers but still, we feel some responsibility for the situation. You had one job to do, Snockers. One job. Commander Bear from the Hutton Security Bog Spaniels has been dispatched to the system with orders to bite some arses. Anyway, we're here now, so, you know, we'll just maybe stay. Anyway, happy Red Planet Day. Mia Harkness, Apology Officer. Sorry again. Consternation in Diagrandi this week when Commander Infinite Dreamer was performing a routine external inspection of his crate phantom as he discovered what appeared to be a gigantic USB port, unsanctioned spaceship breach. Since this oversized connector does not appear on the plans for the ship, speculation has been rife as to its purpose. Is it how upgrades are delivered? Is it to provide power for the in- cockpit string of lights? Will the next generation of ships be all electric and this is where the charging cable will collect? Falcon de Lacy, well known for loose wires inside the cockpit, were also unavailable for comments. All we know is that whatever it is, it'll take three goes to connect the cable. 
it was with great delight that we heard this week that the galactic population statistic needs to be increased by one. Dr. Iris Medalong and his co-pilot Nazim have a new recruit to occupy their third crew member's seat, or other cot. And we here at Hutton Orbital wish all three of them much joy and sleepless nights when Dr. Eros can get some stick time. Doubts have been raised regarding the new Aquaveity alcoholic beverage which is produced and distributed by the Golconda colonists. Many people believe that the name of the drink translates as water of life, Aquavitae, but the name actually translates as water lives. This has led to speculation that either the water is alive with some kind of undetectable parasites or, equally disturbingly, contain ingredients derived from the ancestors of current colonists. One Hutton Orbital resident claimed that he felt kind of possessed after drinking the beverage, citing it as the reason he has been found naked on the parade at Hutton singing Oklahoma while peeing through the letterbox of McThargoids and farting loudly. Allegedly, the drink made him do it, and now that it is passed from his system, he is mortified. Another was thought to be speaking in tongues after drinking a whole bottle of the liqueur, but turned out just to be Scottish and pished. Hotbox's Commander Malice XR3 said, It doesn't have the same sweetness as Chem Egg Vodka, but there's a hint of dusty old bodies that reminds me of Soylent Green. If they get this flavor from dissolving their ancestors to make the drink, then I very much approve. Bonkers resident Gene Poole insists that he found a toe in his drink, but couldn't be absolutely sure that it wasn't his. Scientists have yet been unable to pin down the actual ingredients of aquaveity, not aquavitae. So the jury's still out on this one. Although sales have dropped off, they are expected to recover over the festive period as people buy the new booze as a gift for friends and relatives. This reporter's thought, If you can drink dead people and then blame your subsequent drunken rampage on them, then what's the problem? Drink up and watch out for loose toes. Good evening, trackers! Atrus5060 here! Thargoids are back and attacking stations all over the galaxy! I'm sorry, we, we we really don't have any news. Atrus5060 is still on holiday. We know because he sent us a lovely postcard with a picture of some local cats for some reason. We did try and use an AI program, even though they are illegal, to generate a report, but someone forgot to input the last four months worth of data and so it created a report where the excitement wasn't quite justified. Sorry, I just couldn't pretend anymore. As you were, nothing to see here, move along. What do you mean, which is your drinking vessel? No, it's not that one near you. It's the further mug. There is very little to report this week, as although most of our systems seem to be where we want them, it's difficult to say, as the Hutton Helper is missing half of its updates, and I haven't been able to visit the systems myself, as I've been um, indisposed for some reason. All I can see from the ancient terminal at the naughty step is that if your system resides at the arse end of the alphabet, you probably need to drop your influence a bit. The intel from King Hanky will was either corrupted by cosmic interference or intercepted by the dastardly Don, so if you're in Cololonia, your guess is as good as mine. That's all I have. Sorry. Oh, 
No, we've done that. <coughs> Over to Norma. The Golconda colonists are impressed by the Federation's success and have agreed to migrate to the outpost once it's been completed. The outpost will be named Forrester's Choice to honour the captain of the Golconda, Jonathan Forrester. More on that later. <laughs> when the universe is in trouble, bug infestations in the bubble, your home stations burn rubble. What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives, let Flossie tell you what it is, then you can get involved with this. Listen to what Flossie says Interstellar Initiative Flossie tells us what she thinks it is Then you can get involved with this Now you should listen to what Flossie says Hello, Flossie here with this week's Interstellar Initiative CG News. The Federation has won the bid to provide the Colcunders population with a permanent home, beating a rival effort by the Empire. Both campaigns received support from the galactic community, but the initiative to create a new orbital outpost for the Generation ship's inhabitants ultimately proved more popular than the construction of a planetary port. An official message from the Golconda confirmed that the colonists were impressed by the superpower's success and have agreed to migrate to the outpost once it has been completed. The outpost will be named Forrester's Choice to honour the captain of the Golconda, Jonathan Forrester. The Golconda crew have also accepted the status of federal partner while retaining their autonomy. Congressman Harlan Turk made this statement. We are proud to offer a fresh start to a society descended from the Federation's forebears. Their unique culture will continue to thrive among the stars as an outpost that enjoys federal protection. Imperial Senator Ava Cornelius sent a message of goodwill to Captain Forrester and his crew. She admitted disappointment at the Golconda's decision but wish the colonists peace and prosperity for the future. And that's this week's Interstellar Initiatives news. Flossie told you what to do. News Digest Beta Special 28th of November 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, a nice hot cup of tea. Insurance fraud encouraged under new scheme. Miners hit by market forces. Public holidays given the go-ahead. A nice hot cup of tea. A new galaxy simulation has started, but if you want to try it, you'll need to be quick. 
it finishes at the start of next week. Only politically correct commanders are permitted to take part. Some of these PC commanders have been confused by the requirement to have steam. But this turns out to be because you need to boil your kettle for a nice hot cup of tea while the software downloads. In Simulation Land, there are no arcs, and Thargoid Medusas are far more plentiful and have cute little spikes instead of the fearsome wild ones they have in the real galaxy. Those participating in the galaxy simulation find themselves transported ten days back in time, giving them the chance to live those days again, but getting it right this time. At the end of the simulation, everything they've done will turn to dust. The galaxy will implode, all life will be snuffed out, and there will be darkness upon the face of the simulated void. Insurance fraud encouraged under new scheme. Commanders in the new galaxy simulation are being encouraged to make insurance claims to take advantage of a ludicrous loophole in the regulations. Any commander who clears their save is able to start their life afresh under a new identity and with 100 million credits. It's a bit like a witness protection program, only you don't need to do any witnessing. There's no downside. This new fast start scheme offers an excellent way to pick yourself up, dust yourself down and start all over again. We just can't wait for it to be rolled out into the real galaxy. Miners hit by market forces. Becoming a Void Opal billionaire is set to become harder, following the decision of markets across the galaxy to only buy Void Opals and similar minerals when they're actually needed. At present, the wild-eyed market traders in Void Opals have been willing to pay full price for the precious gems, even when their storerooms were full to bursting. So, if you have a huge secret stash of Alexandrite, Benitoite, Grandidorite, low-temperature diamonds, monazite, muscrovite, painite, rodplumsite, serendibite, and void opals. You might like to think about selling them before January. Public holidays given the go-ahead. Authorities in the galaxy are planning to allow citizens the opportunity to take days off, under a scheme announced this week. The new radical public holidays are being trialled in the galaxy simulation and, if successful, will be introduced permanently. Holidays such as We Love the President Day, the Emperor's Birthday and the anniversary of Prime Minister Edmund Mahan's election, under dubious circumstances, will be celebrated in appropriate systems. In order to balance the happiness this will cause, authorities are also introducing some other faction states. These will include drought, infrastructure failure, terrorism and natural disasters. The authorities give with one hand and take away with four others. Just what sort of natural disaster could affect an entire star system is an as yet unanswered question. Perhaps planets colliding 
or the star going supernova. Whatever it is, it had better be spectacular. And that's this week's Beta Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. for Lacon Spaceways, back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. And this week I got me a co-presenter, my very own sister, June Ellie Mae Ophelia and Genevieve Naked. We calls her Junebug for short, cause she's always up in your business. Now, you may be wondering why she gets a long name while mine is shorter in a summer day in the middle of a Texas winter. Well, it's cause I wore our mother out so bad during delivery, she was too tuckered to give me a proper name. So I just got called Buck on account of me kicking her like a mule and breaking her nose while the midwife tried to hand me over. She still ain't forgive me for that. So Miss Junebug, how's your doing this fine Thanksgiving day? Ooh-wee! I'm right happier than a hummingbird in a field of wildflowers. After all, you're cooking up the turkey this year, and I can't wait to chow down on a leg and some dressing and cranberry and mashed taters and fried okra and sweet potato pie and green bean casserole. Whoa, whoa, there, girl. Now, we don't want people thinking you're a right hog. And I'm going to slop a bunch of gravy all over it. What's for dessert? Seconds. So anyway, let's get on to our top truckers for this week. From the Explorers, we got the man who put the jump in Jumponium, who's crazier than a woodpecker cracking open a metal street lamp, and gets less sleep than the tax man during tax season. Commander Bowl of Petunias is apparently making another round round the galaxy, putting in over 115,200 light years. Our pew pew extraordinaire this week has got the despicably dirty do-batter Don Antonach running away like the antelope trying to get away from a cheetah. It's our very own cheetah of death, Commander Texas Stoop, racking in 41.8 million credits worth of bounties. Way to put the hurt on him, Stoop. And that old legend, Commander Texas Stoop, 
doubled up on his doggedly duties this week, racking in 432 mission points as well. Miss Lale has a coupon for you for Mick Thargoids. Be sure to swing by and pick up your very own free Mick Stiffy. That's kind of like a milkshake for y'all who ain't in the know. Loading up the new trailer attachment to the rear of the Lacon Type 9 and filling it to the brim, ignoring all weight restrictions, Commander Dayglow Viking hauled over 82,000 tons of cargo around the galaxy. I believe he even included a few cases of cores to drop off a big Eno's gravesite. Allegedly, he flew off singing, Ease bound and now loaded up in trucking. Taking control of the hunting Uber this week, we got Commander Bellwind Darkstar delivering 672 passengers around the galaxy, all while earning a five-star rating from each one, except the one who wanted the other kind of mixed if he got airlocked. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Rampage 737 in 1 hour, 22 minutes, and 40 seconds. But our fastest run so far in this gobble gobble Thanksgiving turkey November with a side of cornbread is Commander Malice XR3 in 1 hour, 24 minutes, and 6 seconds. If y'all think that you've got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lake Home Spaceways. The only ship in the galaxy that come with extra sides for your Thanksgiving turkey. When we eat. Soon as I push this button, Junebug. Bye, y'all. Before you get all sorts here, smells like it too. Mirth, horrible stains, marigolds. What's that? There you go. Donkey dick. Cynthia. Next. My dear man. Cox. Like an obese child. No. Teabag. It's the 34th century. What's that? Patient. Nada. Sounds majestic, because it is, Michelle. This is Beyond Dockers. Beyond Dockers, a mockumentary podcast available at bs-dockers.com. Also on iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Night-night.